Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And we sound better today! Yay! For now. For now. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, We're excited. Arizona men's basketball is playing tomorrow evening. Kind of late again, right? Or if you're listening tomorrow, it's today. Today? No, it's it's an early game. It's a 3.30 game. 3.30. Oh, thank God. Well, perfect timing because then 3.30 Arizona and then our favorite day of the year. Yeah, Shelby will be watching. It's the Royal game. Rumble tomorrow, guys. It's possible Shelby watches this game slightly intoxicated. I have no comment about She's that. going to a wine festival. I'm going to a wine festival tomorrow. There's going to be um, a lot of things there at that event and then come home to watch Arizona and then the White Claws Rumble. will be waiting for Shelby. White Claws. Anyway, Arizona, Washington tomorrow. Um, we're excited. UW is coming off a big win against ASU. It was a overtime win. And will that play any sort of role against their game with Arizona? Yes. So as you all know, I have a Jason Shear college basketball rule. Which is, it is very hard for kids to match emotion. Match emotion! In back-to-back games. Washington had an emotional game. Back and forth versus ASU. Fouling guys with .6 seconds for three free throws. Overtime, running, physical, all that. And now they got to face Arizona. Uh, last night, or Thursday, you know. If you're listening tomorrow. Right. Thursday night could not have gone any better for Arizona in that regard. ASU lost. Woohoo! And Washington went to an OT game. I guess it could have gone better. The game could have gone to three overtimes. But in terms of physicality and all that, that is exactly what Arizona wanted. I don't want to say the Washington State game was easy, but it wasn't this grinded out, super emotional, close game. Arizona was in control for pretty much the entire game. Whereas ASU and Washington were back and forth, big runs and all that. Pretty short turnaround for both teams. But Washington, I think, kind of expended, expended, is that the right word? Yes. Thank you. More energy. So I absolutely think that will play a role in this game. And then the the best part is, is that ASU lost, Washington State lost, and then they have to play each other too. And then I, that's going to be brutal. I firmly believe Washington State will beat ASU. I do too. And if that happens, ASU is out of the tournament as it stands today, yep. tomorrow, Sunday. Whenever that happens. And then once the it hits February, that's when we start looking at brackets a little bit and figuring that out. So, Yay. All right. Well, how would you describe Washington's defense and what Arizona needs to do on offense? So Washington's defense is completely built on um, – on stopping the three, not allowing teams to shoot the three. You know, Washington is not a very good team, but they're actually pretty solid on defense. They're 77th in Ken Palm. They're 40th in Ken Palm and allowing, you know, effective field goal percentage. They're 19th in opposing three-point percentage, which is really good. Opposing teams only shoot 29% from three. Uh, ASU decided, you know what, the best way to beat Washington, this is why I love Bobby Hurley. The best way to beat Washington, who's got one of the best three-point defenses in the country, is to only shoot threes, naturally. I mean, it makes sense. So ASU was 9 of 32 Whoa. from threes. They took 32 threes. Washington was probably ecstatic about that. They're fine with that. Their block percentage also is pretty good. So defensively, 
you know, not counting rebounding, obviously, Washington is actually pretty good. The whole key is to stop the three ball. When Arizona played them, Arizona put up 27 threes and hit only nine of them. That's playing right into Washington's hand. That's one of the reasons why that game was closer than it should be. Washington shot a lot of threes too and doesn't usually do that, but that was one of the reasons why in the first meeting it was closer than it should have been is because Arizona kept shooting three after three after three, and there's just no reason for it. That's not how Arizona should be playing. So Arizona needs to find the holes in the zone. And you do that with Umar Balo. You do that with Azulis Tubelis. You'd like to see Courtney Ramey be a little more aggressive. You know, ideally in an ideal world, Kirkreza drives a little bit more, just a little bit more than usual. Uh, to me, this game, Washington zone, is built for a guy like Pella Larson. You find the gaps in the zone. You work inside out. If you want to shoot threes, that's fine. But you got to work inside out and try to get them to get clear looks. If Arizona goes and shoots 33s on Saturday, it's played right into Washington's hands because that's what Washington does. They get out in the three, they're going to play only zone against Arizona, and they're going to try to slow down passing lanes and really make Arizona work the ball inside and collapse the paint once it does. Wow, that was really technical. Thanks, babe. That's what people pay for. The voice is going, but we're Oh, here. there it is. Okay, we're, we're, back, we're hurrying, baby. we're hurrying. So what is the matchup that you're looking forward to? So there's a few. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you must be feeling better because you're getting sassy. There's a few matchups. Um, you know, the number one matchup that I'm looking forward to is, uh, you know, I, I think Cole Behema on, on Cedric Henderson, on Pella, whoever plays that matchup. Behema. Behema. Cole Behema. <laughs> Killed Arizona in the first meeting. He did. He had 16 points. He's a legit shooter. He doesn't do anything but shoot. But when you let him get into a groove, he's really good. He's the type of guy that can keep Washington in a game more than it should be, right? In other words, what I mean by that is, you know, he's the type of guy where you hit the occasional three and, you know, it just it, – it, you know, it, Washington's not playing well and then all of a sudden there's Cole for three. And, and that's kind of what happened – you know, against ASU, he only had 11 points, but he was 3-7 from 3. Um, Noah Williams was the guy that played really good in that game. That's another one. You know, Noah Williams is, is coming into his own offensively a little bit. He's a really weird case. If you get a minute, look at his career numbers. He averaged like 8, and then he had the one year at Washington State where he averaged 14. Then he transferred, and he's a 9-point score, 9 points per game score. But he obviously has the potential. He can score in bunches, so... Ramey on him is another matchup that I'm looking forward to. But um, I think Behema is kind of the, the key. How does Cedric Henderson respond to that? Because he's going to get his chance to do so. Okay. And always the same follow-up question to that. Where can Arizona take advantage? And it's always the same answer, pretty much. So do you want to Who guess? is it? It's Azulis Tibala. Yeah, so Keon Brooks is uh, – he sh <laughs> he's – He's a weird, a weird case because when you look at his numbers, you say to yourself, oh, Keon Brooks, pretty good, averaging 17 and 7. But he does it on 42% shooting. A power forward should not shoot that low. Um, he plays a ton of minutes. He actually is 130th in the nation in percentage of shots. He, it's just a ridiculous amount of possessions and shots. He's a decent rebounder, a decent shot blocker, goes to the free throw line at a decent rate, um, shoots too many threes. He shoots 78 threes, um, but he only has made 25% of them. 
but he could shoot Washington out of a game very quickly. Now, he cannot guard Azulis Tubelis. And Azulis against a zone is a nightmare for opposing teams. I believe, uh, this is actually literally at the top of my head, but I was looking at it earlier, and I believe, I'm going to look it up, Azulis had 18 and 12. Am I right? Uh, yes, I am right. No, yes. 18 and 10. Uh, Umar had 15 points. In that So the zone, when you're a big man, you should be able to kind of find the gap and dominate, and, and that's what, um, you know, Azulis is going to be able to do. I just don't see how Washington stops Azulis against the zone. And because he's more aggressive rebounding, I think there's a very real chance Azulis grabs 15 rebounds in this game. Remember, Arizona had a little spurt where they weren't a great rebounding team. Washington actually rebounded right with Arizona in the first meeting, and there's zero, zero reason why that should have happened. And then Arizona kind of flicked a switch with its rebounding once Tommy Lloyd got on him. And I think that's what we're going to see. I think we're going to see Arizona dominate the glass. And I think Azulis is in line for like a, a 20 and 15 type of game. Ooh, I can't wait. Okay, well, we know all those things that you just said. And we're both distracted. As Oh, my God. Go. We're watching Air Force. These bomb ass New Mexico jerseys. Yeah, Air Force is playing New Mexico at the pit. New Mexico's got the... Uh, the turquoise. The turquoise going on. I kind of like them. I like it. But I, I don't particularly like New Mexico. Their big man is very feminine looking. I've said this before to you and you got mad at me. He Okay, he a little bit. He looks like Sideshow Bob. He does. <laughs> anyway, back to the podcast. Uh, what is your prediction? Glad, for the game. I'm glad you asked, Shelby. Really say it again. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I uh, I think... <laughs> Look, we're not faking in these streets. I'll, I'll tell you what happened last night. I was like, I, I taped Tommy Lloyd. You can ask Shelby. I went to the radio. I taped Tommy. I was like, we're going to do the podcast. And I'm going to write up Tommy. We did the podcast. And how long after we did the podcast was I sleeping? Five seconds. I was done. I was actually falling asleep at the He's end. Like, of the I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, never happened. I had a fever all day. Um, and then someone on on the comments for the podcast is like, "Hey, could someone put Jason's mic up a little bit?" Yeah, I was, I, I was, I think I lost consciousness at one point during the podcast. I, I think Arizona's offense comes around this game. I think it's a good opportunity, even though the three ball won't necessarily be there. I just think that the bigs. I think Umar gets back on track. I already mentioned Azulis. I think this game is tailor made. For a guy like Pella Larson, Arizona wins 80-70, to 70, completes the road sweep, and all of a sudden Arizona is cooking. I just want to brag a little bit here. Okay. I was going to wait until tomorrow, but why wait? I said that when you compared resumes, Arizona would wind up, had a better resume than UCLA. And I read all the, yeah. right? Well, UCLA lost yesterday, and now if you look, Arizona's a one seed in a few major bracketologies. Now... I don't think Arizona's going to end with a one seed. I'll just say that right now. I think it's going to be a two in the West. Um, but with that being said, I think if you are a, a smart person who is looking at the overall big picture of and what, not a homer. what college basketball is, Arizona is no worse than a lot of teams. Arizona's lost three games. The three losses were not impressive. We're not going to sit here. But remember in Washington State, that was revenge. But you take a look. Kansas has lost. I mean, they play Kentucky. There's a chance that they lose four games in a row. There's a chance Kentucky may not make the tournament. Houston lost to Temple. 
at home. That's worse than any loss Arizona has. Temple is literally double as bad as, bad as Washington State and right. Ken Palm and all that. You have to look around the nation and realize that there's other teams playing basketball. So could UCLA finish seeded higher than Arizona? Maybe, but I'd actually be really surprised because their ability for good wins is gone. Right. There's only so many good wins that they have now because they lost to a USC on the road. They lost to an Arizona on the road. Beating those teams at home, like UCLA will probably beat Arizona at home. And the reason I say that is it's the last game of the year, senior night, all that bullshit. So I'll probably pick UCLA. But is that going to change the whole dynamic? Probably not. Arizona right now in the West is in very good shape. If they lose tomorrow, I'm going to delete this podcast and you'll never hear it again. Okay. Probably because well, my voice sounds like dog shit too. Right. Well, it let's like pretend a it did not occur. Um, don't, don't do that. You're hurting your vocal cords. No, you still want to hear me sing. That's true. I don't want to hear you sing. Um, all right. Well, we're going to stop there. Arizona going to beat Washington is the prediction for By the way, this year. I was laughing as I was dying in bed today at whoever said on the board, uh, back the yayo. That was one of the best things I've ever seen. Jason was giggling. So, bear down, everyone. Bear we'll have down. a podcast after the game, God willing. Also, I was just trying to sleep, but the woman just won. And it's hard to sleep when the women are playing. Why, Shelby? Because our nine-year-old was talking trash to the TV. She's a maniac. When She's the woman a mani- I don't know where she learned it from, honestly. I'm very calm. We're both very dignified Fans of Arizona basketball. I remember watching James and A. Smith and going, put the ball in the peach basket. I don't know what accent that was. I'm going to bed. Good night. (laughs)